Welcome to Doctor Who on the Rocks, a podcast where we drink whiskey, discuss the longest running show in science fiction, and arbitrarily assign points to find out who really is the best doctor. I'm Diana, and I've seen it all. And I'm Jen. I've seen nothing. This week's story is The Savages. But first, let's get down on some whiskey of the week, y'all. Woohoo! <laughs> Rodeo inspired. <laughs> <laughs> Yeehaw! <laughs> this week, we are drinking Luchenbach Road whiskey. Hmm, sounds fancy sounds fancy it does sound fancy the bottle looks nice too very fancy looking too it looks like a decanter it does it it does look like i paid Mm -hmm. a lot more for this bottle Mm -hmm. and i don't remember it being a very expensive bottle definitely not above 40 bucks maybe like i don't know probably not i don't think so and i picked it because there's that song about lukenbach texas Hmm. i'm not familiar with that song lukenbach texas with Waylon and William, boys. Mm-mm. No? Nope. Oh, no, it's literally by Waylon Jennings, Waylon Jennings and Willie Nelson. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. So so this is from there? From Lukenbach. Or yeah. was it bottled there? So this is from Lukenbach. <laughs> okay. So that was something I was excited about. So I pulled up. First of all, you know that... We've kind of discussed the fact that I'm kind of into how they brand their shit. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, that one mm-hmm. had horrible marketing. Very bad. Very, very bad. They got very an bad. F from Professor mm-hmm. Diana's marketing course, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, of which mm-hmm. I have a bachelor's in biology. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but with this one, we've already talked about how the bottle looks cool. Like, it's got that raised, mm-hmm. like, it's like a bespoke glass bottle yeah. for them. Yeah. And I will judge a bitch on a website, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How's this one looking? It's great. Oh, awesome. It's Good. amazing. It's informative? It's informative. Awesome. And it's that whole thing. While I was reading through their website, I kind of had this moment of one of the reasons that the website gets to me on a lot of these companies mm-hmm. is don't make it difficult for me to get information about you. Mm-hmm. 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 Like, tell me your story. Mm-hmm. Like, because we have... I've you know, fucked around with WordPress a little bit. I know the basics of it. Mm -hmm. And it's not hard to just put up some pages of text. Yeah. It -hmm. doesn't have to be super pretty. Give me info, though. Yeah, just some info. And this one is a lot of work. They definitely have a great person that does, yeah, that knows what they're doing. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. a really great website. It looks really nice. And it has a lot of the information that I want. It has the mm. history of the people that are doing this. Mm-hmm. You know, you can tell that there are people who are passionate about what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, let me tell you about this cool group of people, okay. right? They're all descended from some dude that immigrated from Germany to Texas in like okay. 1851. Huh. And he was, I'm actually going to read what they say about him because mm-hmm. I think it's fucking funny. So for their Our Roots page. Mm-hmm. 
Seeking the Lone Star State's Promising Life and Land, our project's founder, Stuart Lawrence Sclosses, fourth great-grandfather Heinrich Henry Ox, moved his family from Germany to Gillespie County in 1851, becoming one of the town's first teachers, as well as county clerk and a founder of the Buckhorn Saloon. Note, he became a teacher and a clerk, not a teetotaler, and as such, recognized the need for a place to socialize and grab a drink. Henry took it upon himself to establish one of the first distilleries in Gillespie County and saloons in Fredericksburg. Hmm. Originally called Buckhorn Whiskey, the family's personal recipe made from local harvest, of course. That was a weird way to say that sentence. <laughs> local harvest, of course. <laughs> yeah, it was very bad. <laughs> Uh, originally called Buckhorn Whiskey, the family's personal recipe, made from local harvest, of course, mm-hmm. was served at the popular local watering hole. We use the same handcrafted recipe known for its tried and true taste, Lukenbach Road Texas Whiskey Distillery. Okay. So they're actually, so this distillery is founded recently, but it's on a pretty historic family recipe gotcha. from uh, a group of immigrants in the area. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. And they work closely with the Texas A&M University Department of Soil and Crop Science, Soil and Crop Sciences to maximize and develop crops specific to our climate and growing conditions. Oh, nice. Together, the experts are helping us create and cultivate blue, purple, red, yellow, and Indian corns, along with wheat, barley, and rye that will all be used to make their whiskey. Their landscape will also feature as much native vegetation as possible. Okay. Yeah, so they've actually got a really cool. They want to be involved with the community. It's very open, like a kind. Of, nice. They have a huge open door policy, nice. and should pay them a visit. Yeah, that would be really cool because I really like Hill Country. There's mm-hmm. a lot out in that area that would be interesting, mm-hmm. and especially, especially for this to be a his kind of a more historic and mm-hmm. out of the bootleg tradition of whiskey right. that. I think Kentucky has more of a claim over and the mm-hmm. Southeast really has more of a claim over, mm-hmm. but obviously we would still have here. Mm-hmm. And so it's mm-hmm. kind of cool that this is a, a family recipe because yeah. I think this is, this might be the first like family recipe whiskey oh. we've done. Yeah, I think so. You know, everything else has been, so, yeah. this is cool and it's new and innovative and all mm-hmm. of that. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, look at Texas because we do have this young comparatively whiskey industry um but nothing that really said this was my great 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 grandfather's whiskey yeah i'm looking forward to this yeah so let's um pop it open see how easy i think it's gonna be easy to open with this top hopefully oh yeah that's beautiful that's beautiful they're getting points across the board for me so far that's beautiful but we all know it's what's what's inside inside that matters you know Big pour. <laughs> All for you. I feel like we have a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. Okay. Smells nice. Nose hairs are here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It smells, smells like whiskey. A soft, you know? Like soft whiskey. Look at us. It smells like soft whiskey. You know? <laughs> you know exactly what that means, right? Everyone. I do. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Hold on. Before, before we actually try it, yeah. I almost died at work today. Why? Full on, on the floor, cackling. Why? This lady was standing in front of me, and all of a sudden, she starts going in on whoever she's on the phone with. 
mm-hmm. about how to make boiled chicken. Oh, God. <laughs> what was her recipe? <laughs> uh, salt. Oh, God. It was the, I, the, the progression of this phone call of, no, we're having boiled chicken tonight for dinner. Boiled chicken. We're, you're making the boiled chicken. That's all you have to do is make the boiled chicken. And then the progress of like telling them how to do it was, I was having such a hard time keeping my <laughs> shit together because I want, I wow. wanted to lean up and be like, no ma'am, that's just, just don't do give, it. Don't just was this person what? No, no, no. I thought maybe she was like me where people think sometimes that I might be something, but like mm-hmm. I was raised in the land of Caucasia. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Damn, I hope she's putting that boiled chicken with something else. Uh, I really hope that she was like prepping boiled chicken to be cooked to do something something else. else. Yeah. Like my fingers are crossed. Hopefully this is not boiled chicken. So to not boiled chicken. To not boiled chicken. Cheers. Oh. Oh, that's whiskey. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. That is whiskey. That is that that is a punch. Yeah, that's and a I, kick in the chest. I don't know if it's just because I had the sweet cinnamon roll. Oh, yeah, probably. That's extra punchy, but that definitely was a punch, and now it's a throat punch. It's a mouth punch, throat punch. Probably going to be a it's little a whiskey. stomach. But it's yeah. full, and it's I a like whiskey. it. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. <sighs> yeah. My, my, my initial gut reaction was delight. It's growing on me. I mean, for the recipe to be that old, mm. I would expect nothing less. <laughs> right? It, sh- it should be good. You've had years to perfect the body of this recipe. Yeah. I like it a lot. It's good. It's like a good, just straight whiskey. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, literally, yeah. it's a straight bourbon whiskey. This is a good sit by the fire, or not even by the fire, just hang out, play some cards, mm. read a book. Yeah. Whatever activity you want to do. Like, this is... And maybe it's because the name of the whiskey reminds me of the Waylon and Willie song. But it feels like an old country bottle of whiskey. Yep. Ooh. You know, it's... It definitely feels like what Waylon was singing, you know? Tasty. Yeah. I, I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, I like it a lot. Yeah. Ah, distilled in Indiana. Okay, so you liked it. I liked it. But what are we going to rank it? Hmm... I would say for me, 7.8. Wow. Yeah. That's lower than I thought it was going to be. Because I, I like it, appreciate the full body, but I also don't always like to get punched in the face. That's fair. So that's going to take down some points for me. Yeah. But everything else is pretty good. I almost want to give it an 8, but it's not quite there yet because of the punchiness, I think, mm. for me. I'm fully giving it an 8.9. Yeah, you like the 
the fucking I like punch. A, yeah, I like a good super punch, yeah. but it's also for like a straight bourbon. It's got just enough like care the combination of the character punch because we've been having like a lot of these like straight bourbons mm-hmm. that just weren't that great. Yeah, they were just middle of the road. Mm-hmm. I won't say necessarily boiled chicken, but they were just they were a great above. They were doing the job. Mm-hmm. But nothing. I wasn't really excited. But this is a this is a good. That's a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. Do you want to try it on the rocks? I do. Oh yeah, I definitely like this more than you do. I've almost mm-hmm. drank my drink. Oh yeah. Love it, crack. Mm-hmm. Ooh, actually makes the punch a lot punchier. I still love it. You love it, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. All right, let's talk some Doctor Who. You ready to talk some Doctor Who? Let's do it. Let's go. This week, we're discussing The Savages. It ran from May 28th to June 18th of 1966. The things that happened during the run. Uh, May 26th the is the day of the photo where the Buddha set himself on fire in Hue okay. in Vietnam. But in positive news, Guyana was granted, mm-hmm. in heavy quotation marks, mm-hmm. independence from the UK. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. June 10th, Janice Joplin has her very first concert. Okay. June 13th is the U.S. Supreme Court's Miranda decision. All right. So we are now in an age where you must be told that you have rights. Yeah. Yeah. It is a better age. Damn. And June 14th, the Vatican finally got rid of the Index Laborum Prohibitorum. What is that? The list of prohibited books. Okay. So there is no longer an official list of Catholic books. list of books you are not allowed to read that you are not going to read anyway because they were probably mostly in Latin. Yeah. Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. Right. Also, Index Librorum Prohibitorum is just kind of nice to be able to say. It's just yeah. nice to say. Yeah. It sounds nice, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's like 50% of why you study Latin is because some of it sounds nice. nice. Yeah. The last episode on June 18th, 1966, aired the day before the 100th anniversary of Juneteenth. Okay. So only recently a federal holiday. Yeah. Recently. Like as in like two years ago, maybe? Like maybe last year? Like no, like two. No, it was done by Biden. So last year. (sighs) And with that becomes really the only federal holiday I really celebrate. Took long enough. Yeah. The rest of them are kind of bullshit. Who cares? In Texas, we celebrated it. Much earlier because it happened. Mm-hmm. Here. Here. Gobston. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't learn about it before I came to Texas. Same. I didn't either. Yeah, but you lived in Texas. I came to Texas. No, until I got back. Oh, Texas. really? Yeah. I didn't know. Like, they didn't, they didn't teach us this in Texas history. They seem to have forgotten to, oh, that to very talk about this. That very important, monumental, mm-hmm. insane moment that happened but in But I learned Texas about uh, Sam Houston's wife's violet eyes. <laughs> yeah i mean that's important right 
Yeah. How I, does someone have violet eyes? I have no fucking clue. I like, know. I have all my video game characters have violet eyes, but that's because they live inside of a computer. Yeah, I have no clue. Hmm. Don't ask me. All right, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> this story was written by Ian Stewart Black and directed... And directed by... Directed. <laughs> <laughs> this story was written by Ian Stewart Black and directed by Christopher Barry. Do either of these names mean anything Christopher to you? Christopher Barry. Sure. Mm-hmm. Anything in particular about him? No, just sure. Just that, honestly, if you ever if you ever said anything more than that, I would, I would be floored. <laughs> and I bell. would and I would say you googled something before. <laughs> so this is Ian Stewart Black's first time writing for Doctor Who. Okay. He will continue to write two more stories. Okay. He was a staff writer for the BBC, and actually was office like down the hall or next to the writer's room for Doctor Who or whoever you go turn in, ask to be a script writer or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he went next door and said, hey, I think my kid would think it was cool if I was a writer. Can Mm -hmm. I write for your show? Okay. Because his kid liked Doctor Who. So we have our first writer who's writing for the clout, Mm -hmm. right? Who's actually thinking this might be a cool thing to do because his kid will be impressed. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Barry is going to stick around until like 1979. So we're going to keep hearing more about him. Okay. But he's directed The Daleks, The Rescue, and The Romans. Gotcha. Okay. You know, pretty prominent. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, he's done a couple things. <laughs> you know, Nothing super little, crazy. Little he hasn't introduced any. Yeah. All right. So we've got a f- couple of actors in this episode that kind of float around the Doctor Who pool for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kay Patrick, who played Flower, one mm-hmm. of the the girl guide, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, was Papea, Nero's wife in yep. the Romans. She looks very familiar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the guy who played Jano, mm-hmm. Frederick Yeager, mm-hmm. as in like Aaron Yeager from Attack oh. on Titans, right? Same, mm-hmm. same last mm-hmm. name, Yeager, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. was an unnamed extra in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Okay. Kind of a cool movie. Yeah, Yeah. we're starting. Yeah, I always like it when we actually have movies that Mm -hmm. I've heard of. Heard of or watched. Especially that you've heard of. Yeah. 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 As someone who is definitely a a fan of television, but I'm not, and I like science fiction, but I'm not necessarily a British television expert Mm -hmm. by any stretch of the imagination, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Like Doctor Who is really like it. Mm -hmm. There were, they've actually been, he has actually been in shows that, I recognize from a lot of the research that I've done now, but also just because they're important British television, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. including the Avengers, which is not like the Marvel Avengers. Mm-hmm. It's like a secret eye, like spy stuff, like 007 okay. kind of stuff. Zed cars, which to you and me would be Z cars, but it's British and they use mm. Zed. So it's mm-hmm. Zed cars. Okay. He was also in Dixon of Dot Green, Miss Marple and Keeping Up Appearances, which are all very important like television shows that yeah. even I know of British TV. Uh, one of the assistants in the uh, lab, mm-hmm. his name is Tony Holland, and he went on to co-found EastEnders, which is a hugely iconic British soap opera. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Just, you know, casually. Mm-hmm. Casual. Great soap opera one Saturday you know, afternoon. It's fine. All right. Now, Patrick Godfrey, who played Tor, mm-hmm. and, and Tor was the... Oh, uh, so Tor was the quote-unquote savage that didn't trust the doctor and them ever until the very end. It was like, oh my God, you're a god. God. That guy. That guy. Uh Uh-huh. 
he has done some serious work that I have not only recognized, but I've actually seen some of this. Okay. Uh, he was in A Room with a View with Helena Bottom Carter, her first movie. Okay. Ever After is Leonardo da Vinci, that one with Drew oh, Barrymore. Oh, interesting. Right? The Importance of Being Earnest, Oliver Twist, The Duchess with Kira Knightley, which, if you have not seen it, is so good. It's about mm-hmm. the Duchess of Devonshire. Uh, he was in Les Mis, the one with Anne Hathaway. Mm. TV-wise, he was in The Six Wives of Henry VII, which is a classic must-see for any person that is interested in how the media has portrayed the Tudors. Mm-hmm. And he was also in the recent adaptation of his Dark Materials. Hmm. But for me, almost most importantly, he was a voice actor in Bioshock 2 and both Red Dead Redemption games. Interesting. So he is a still very active in the modern world doing what he can to still be an actor, which Mm -hmm. I love. I love to see it. You love to see it. Yeah, you love to see it. All right, and a couple of production notes that don't matter for knowledge before scoring. All righty. The original title was called The White Savages. Mm-hmm. This is the last story to have individual episode title names. Okay. And from now on, it's going to be one, two, three, four. Okay. And it's the first story to use a rock quarry as an alien planet, which is a standard TV trope that you will see in Star Wars Mm -hmm. and Star Trek Mm -hmm. and all of the important Mm -hmm. science fiction you've ever Mm -hmm. heard of and all of the important science fiction you Mm -hmm. haven't. Mm -hmm. It's made fun of in Galaxy Quest, which is one of the best movies of all time. (laughs) You will probably find it much funnier after watching some science fiction. Yeah. All right. So... All of the real world stuff aside, what are your first impressions of the savages? Very heady in terms of just the type of harm, you know, that, mm. that's going on and very much it's interesting because they like I, I almost felt like they expected the doctor to condone to be so mesmerized by like the science of what they were doing mm-hmm. to not really ask questions of right. like how they got there, you know? Yeah. And so that was really shocking to me that they've been tracking this guy forever. Mm-hmm. And you think he's just going to like accept this? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure you've studied him because if you, if you know how to track him, then you right. know about him pretty well, you know? So... That, that, I think, to me, was the most surprising part, was, mm-hmm. like, y'all really thought that it was just okay. It was going to be the season. Yeah, yeah. You thought you would go him yeah. some glittery, and he was going to be like, oh, thank you. Yeah, and, like, but then my other part was, like, what else was his purpose? Like, why were you waiting for him? I, I feel like that question never really was answered. Sure. The why. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but I liked it. Yeah. It wasn't bad, you know, in terms of just, like, I think when I heard Savages, I was was expecting it to be something, like, crazy. But, I mean, yeah, I still wouldn't call them savages. Right. There's an issue with just calling people savages, No, no, the word savages is not a a good word in the modern vernacular. No, 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 no. It wasn't um, a good word then either, but... No. Nobody... But that conversation wasn't being really had then. Yeah. And I have to say that for this being Stephen's last episode, the writers really just let him shine. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciated the fact that I think out of all the characters, he might have been the only one up to now that has a really shining moment in his exit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's an interesting point. Mm-hmm. I w- kept being surprised through watching this 
because I really like it. Mm-hmm. I really mm-hmm. liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. I, there are a lot of things that I don't like. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of big things that I don't like. But all throughout it, I kept thinking, oh, surely I don't like this. Mm-hmm. But I did. I, I did. Every time, I just, you know, at the end of every little episode, I was like, this was good. It was good, yeah. Yeah, it's really good. It's yeah. it's trying to say something. It's trying mm-hmm. to have a viewpoint. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, it felt refreshing in a way that this season hasn't. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. And we said goodbye to Steven. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Nuts. So a brief synopsis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Hit it. The TARDIS gang are welcomed into a lovely, perfect city where you're allowed to do whatever you want, except for what you absolutely are not allowed to do. Where they get split up and then learn about the Faustian bargain these quote-unquote civilized people have made. One revolution later, and everyone has somehow come to the conclusion that Steven is the only man in the universe that can help our group of humans coexist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that was... That's that was what we it. watched. Yep. That was it. The end, right? Yeah. We can end. go home. Yeah. Bye. Bye. See you later. See you next week. <laughs> no, of course not. This week, this time, nope. Where I'm just going to use all sorts of conjunctions Fuck that it. don't work at mm-hmm, all. Mm-hmm. Let's get into the TARDIS points. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's hey do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Hey, Jen. Mm-hmm. What are TARDIS points? Terrifically arbitrary rankings determined with intoxicated seriousness. Oh, we've come so far. So far. So far. So far. Now, this week, like every week, we're starting with the main man himself. Mm-hmm. How'd you feel about the doctor? Well, like I said before what what I was alluding to a little bit is that most of the, all the characters really took a backseat to Steven this ep, this installment mm-hmm. um the doctor had his moment of shining at the end you know when mm. he his consciousness took over Jano but besides that i mean the doctor really played his part and in playing his mm. part meaning he he when he was on screen, he played himself like it was well done. I felt like I felt yeah. like it was executed well. I but he wasn't William, the main character. William Hartnell came through for yeah. the Doctor this story. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was he his acting his lines were great. Mm-hmm. He he like had his coffee. Yeah, that morning he was yeah. feeling more clear. You could see yeah. that he felt different. Yeah, recording this. Yeah, than he has maybe before. Yeah, um, because a lot of my early notes is just like. Hartnell's killing this shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, the doctor doesn't have a lot, but when Hartnell's on screen, like you can really see an actor yeah. in this story. Yeah, he's acting. Yeah, I loved the delivery of his lines. Mm-hmm. I loved the candor that he, like everything about what he did in this story. Mm-hmm. Oh man, give mm-hmm. him all the awards. Mm-hmm. Hartnell yeah. really came through. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else for you? No, you don't have any. No, I, I, I really, I, I enjoyed him. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I said before, although he wasn't on screen as much. Yeah. I enjoyed him when he was. You know. I liked the fact that part of what they gave him as a character in this story is when he goes 
he finally goes down to the labs and really gets to lay eyes on this mm-hmm. Faustian bargain that mm-hmm. they've all made. I really like the fact that he kind of looks around and he said, I'm very interested, though I disapprove of your actions, mm-hmm. uh, which is so much of my difficulty with science mm-hmm. is that to achieve results, some people have done some pretty fucking sh- mm-hmm. fucked up some shit. Some fucked up shit, yeah. And God damn it if their results aren't interesting. But I highly disapprove of the fact that mm-hmm. we have them in that way. Exactly. And that science can be really tough because that is so much of going back and looking through history and these amazing discoveries where you're like, what? that that wasn't completely ethical. That was, no, that's, <laughs> not, that's not okay. That was a little... Mm-mm. That's sus. I'm real glad we have this. Like, I don't know what we'd do without this, but I'm less than enthused about how we mm-hmm. got it. Mm-hmm. Uh so I, I really did like that they kind of put that kind of fight of someone who is scientifically invested mm-hmm. in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that they put that in for him because I think that some that somebody in that realm definitely understands what it's like to be more academically based mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, through lines like that, which I appreciated. And I also, I really loved the fact that in our last moments with the doctor and Stephen, and everybody's like, well, what if, I mean, Stephen could be the only man. And the doctor, the only man in the universe. It is definitely Stephen. You must have. No, he does not Take him to. now. No, no, no. We Take don't have, him now. We don't have anything important going on. Nope, nope, no, no, nope. no. Nope. Stephen is, of course. No, 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 no. Stephen's mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Just, they mm-hmm. need you. You're the only man in the universe. Mm-hmm. You heard him. Slash, get off my goddamn ship. Bye. I I liked that to the end, the doctor and Stephen just never got on. Yeah. They yeah. tolerated each other just fine there in, the, in some of those middle bits, but they really just irritated each other. Yeah. Yeah. And it showed, but hey. To the end. And I love that. Hey. I like that they're not just making these people... Funny buddy all the time. Just because they're being kidnapped. By the dog. You know. You know. You know. Not everyone's friends with their kidnappers. You know Barbara were eventually. <laughs> yeah. Dodo loves hers. Yeah. 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 So what do you give kidnapper extraordinaire? Dare I say I give him a 7.9. <gasps> Ooh. Yeah, not quite an eight because he wasn't so much a main character, so I don't want to have him like outshine other people. Mm. But uh, seven point nine because he was right there, like he yeah. really, he really shone through and for his character for yeah. the moments that he was on screen. Yeah, I give him an eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'm right there with you. I really like the fact that while Dodo and Steven are having their adventure, that the Doctor comes to the same conclusion through a conversation. It's rare that we get examples of the doctor being able to process real time. And, you know, they tried to, they do that stupid shit, like have him like solve a trilogic puzzle that is not difficult mm-hmm. to try and show that he's this like amazingly smart. Mm-hmm. And without even showing the conversation he's having, mm-hmm. you know, they don't even have Hartnell on the screen very much. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But the implication of this conversation immediately makes the doctor seem more put together and more with it mm-hmm, than we've mm-hmm, had in a while. Mm-hmm, and exactly. so I like a with it doctor. Yeah. So we get set eight. Yeah. Okay. So that leads us to the man of the hour. 
How do we feel about Steven's swan song? I really enjoyed him. Right? I really enjoyed Where him. Where was this guy? Where was this guy this whole time? Yeah. You know, I'm just like, damn. Yeah, no, he was great. He was like, he stood up for what he believed in. He Which was, we have seen before. We have seen, uh, but it just, you know, he just kept it. He, he's consistent. Yeah. He... um Brought in his knowledge, you know, mm-hmm. from his time period to try to help the, you know, the folks that were being sucked. Their energy was getting sucked. Mm-hmm. Um, the victims of the energy vampires, I should say. Yeah. Because <laughs> literally that's what they yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I have nothing but great things to say about Steven. I've been hating on him all, all season, but they really, he really showed out for this one. Yeah, they... And I think that part of that is because we kept having him in these stories where the whole point of Steven was to, like, not know things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you know, he didn't know what he was doing because it was France and the massacre. So you need to stay here and not move. And the problem is, is that you moved and you mm-hmm. don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, he looks like an idiot compared to Sarah Kingdom. He looks like an idiot compared to Vicky. Mm-hmm. You know, they even they bring Dodo in, and Dodo's so much more get up and go and mm-hmm. oomphy mm-hmm. that she makes Stephen look like he's sitting around on his hands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and she even does that at the beginning of the episode where she's like, Do you wait for the doctor to tell you what to do all the time? Yep, yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. And maybe Stephen needed to hear that because at some point, this man was a pilot. Mm-hmm. He was a pilot in an intergalactic war yep. that led him to be captured and be a prisoner of war essentially for two years. Yeah. Which we're like, I guess, never going to talk about the trauma that that would inflict on a human. Never. That's not important at all. No. I saw isol- not, that level of isolation now. for two mm-hmm. years. No. But like, so at some point he was doing shit. Mm-hmm. He was like, a, his backstory is like, while very generic and not a lot of information, what we do know is really badass. Yeah, yeah. But then the first thing he does is run back into a fire for his panda. Yeah. And it's been a very slow uptick ever since then. I think it's been an uptick. It's just been very slow It's moving. been super slow. And then this episode, it just went boop and went Two up. steps forward, five steps, steps back type thing. Yeah. Yeah, and it really took off this last episode. Yeah, this episode, I could like see where they were going with all of it. They just should have gotten the the incline. The arc should have been, been a little, yeah. Yeah, a little faster. Yeah. We should have gotten there a lot faster. Yeah, no, I appreciated him this episode. I really did. I did too. I yeah, really I did. I liked him a lot. I had nothing but positive things to say about him. <gasps> nothing but positive things? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. I, you know, conversely to the doctor, I did like that, again, when it's time for him to go, he... He does kind of want to stay. Yeah. He's like, but don't, don't you, don't, don't we, we have, have like, more adventures? <laughs> you know, no, 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 we don't. Bye. No, we don't. No, no, no. This you is, are this needed is where here. You, uh, you stay. And to be fair, he's annoying. But to also be fair, Stephen has had these flashes of being the moral compass. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's kind of something you've been talking about the last couple of stories is that he has a very strong sense of what's right and wrong. Definitely. Now, should you lead a government just by what you feel in your Absolutely heart? Not. No, that is not Mm-mm. a good basis for a system of government. But if that's what their parameters are, Stephen's not an awful choice. No, and he has a moral compass. Yeah. Like he understands right from wrong and mm-hmm. he is going to try to fight to get, you know, his point yeah. across. 
So yeah, I think he was a good choice in that sense. I do. T- yeah, I, I do too. So yeah, go Steven. Go Steven. I can't, now, yeah. you have nothing but nice things to say about him. So mm-hmm. what do you score him? The, today, I'm going to score him in 8.8. Ooh, 8.8? Yeah. Wow. I really liked his... Tr- I mean, I felt like this was such a stark difference from everything else. I actually enjoyed watching him. For him to too. be the center character... Yeah. Like for the doctor to be a secondary character to Steven. Yeah. And for me to actually not be annoyed about it and really appreciate and watch him. Yeah. No, for sure. No, I'll, I'll give you that. Because even thinking Pull about. Up some more whiskey. Because <laughs> even thinking about our history of the main male lead, I don't even know very many like Ian episodes that you ever said that about. No, he definitely was more of a dick. <laughs> no, Stephen has had his arc. Like th- his whole personality change happened in this one episode. Yeah, and we'll get into that in the goodbye, probably in the goodbye, Stephen. Mm-hmm. Where I think that that's where I'll have issues with the fact that it happened in one episode. Mm-hmm. But for it to be this episode, and for this episode to be what I'm scoring, I'll give him an eight. I don't know if I can go that high. Because he's still just kind of dumb. Yeah. And I took great offense to him. I mean, maybe maybe great offense is a little bit to get out of the water. But dramatic. <laughs> I took horrific oh umbrage with. No, I I did have a problem with the fact that when Dodo's trying to tell him shit about shit she's seen, mm-hmm. that. He gaslights her. Yeah. That he just doesn't. And he start. and I had hope because in the beginning something happened where she tries to say something and he believes her, but then immediately switches into, no, 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 you're just seeing things. You're just making it up. You're blowing it out of proportion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I can't, I can't give him real high because that was like a major point in the plot is Steven not believing Dodo. Over what she's seen. Yeah. About like crazy shit she's seen. Like the zombie people, you know? So. Yeah, you could really, yeah. Like mm-hmm. it would have been very helpful for Stephen to have believed her. Oh, for sure. It would have, it, it, it would have pulled helpful. this revolution yep. along a little yep. bit. Even yep. like past the whole plot and like we're in a story. Definitely. Like believe the people around you, folks. Right. right. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to give him an eight. Still real high though. Yeah. Still real high. Yeah. He's still, he's a little bit to learn, but. Yeah. So, how did we feel about our leaning lady, Dodo? (laughs) Dodo, she was less annoying this episode because I think that they really leaned into her curiosity, into her tenacity. Mm -hmm. You know, they, like, even Steven had a comment to say about that. Like, when they were, like, I think it was Flower and the Mm -hmm. other guy. They were like, oh, she couldn't have gone there. Like, no one says do not enter. Yeah, it says. And he's like, yeah, that's... Like, okay, if I know her, I know she definitely went in there. Guaranteed. Definitely need to go. (laughs) Yeah. She's not listening to anyone. (laughs) Have you seen her outfit? You know, (laughs) like she doesn't give a fuck. Have you seen what she wears? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this I like look that. actually, this episode wasn't so bad. It kind of blended in. She looked very retro science-y. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I did appreciate the fact that she just kept you know, on doing her thing. And the fact that she was the one that was 
curious enough to actually break in and like mm-hmm. actually figure out what's going on because even the doctor i feel like the doctor kind of found out but you know the fact that she found out for them and like yeah. was trying to communicate i think that was a big deal yeah um you know she's still not my favorite but she was okay this episode yeah she i was worried this episode because she starts off screaming a bit mm-hmm. over a man that's up and far away yeah it just like appears and like like looks like a person. I don't mm-hmm. know why our screaming is going to be our first option of mm-hmm. it might be <gasps> or yeah. fuck, yeah, like, but not shit. scream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was a little worried we were going to get Susanie mm-hmm. in this mm-hmm. episode, but I was pleased that we channeled a little bit more of our Queen Vicky mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. all of this. Very much so. I really like that we're getting a little bit more of that like 60s hip slang from her. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. definitely said, you're really with it now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like the, there's so much about 60s slang that has really stayed with us. You know, dudes and whatever, you know, all mm-hmm. that kind of shit. But the things that are true, like I like getting those glimpses of, of 60s true, slang that yeah. didn't stick around. And the other thing that tickled me was when she professed that she hates guided tours. Mm -hmm. As a former tour guide, (laughs) she's correct. Most guided tours are shit. Uh, But I also wrote down, this is why you fucking stay with the tour, bitch. Mm -hmm. So why Mm -hmm. you stay with the tour is that you don't end up in a gas chamber. Right, exactly. Exactly. Like having your life force sucked out of you. Like don't, like stay with the tour. Just stay with the tour. Sometimes you need to stay with the tour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Poke your nose around a little, look in the hole when nobody's looking, but like yeah. stay with the tour, yo. The yeah. doctor was figuring it out. Mm-hmm. I appreciate the drama and the adventure that we got to have, but like this way, stay with the tour. Yeah. This is why the doctor pulls people, though, that don't stay with the tour. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate that she is a person that doesn't stay with the tour, but like stay with the tour, folks. Yeah. We know please. what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Or at least I do. Hire me. I'm a good tour guide. Yeah. And then she just fucked all this shit up at the end. She did. Honestly, I didn't... I, I kind of wish we would have had I that wish we had footage, that footage. Because it just sounded like everyone was just going fucking in. Just... Ham. There were so many times in this story that I wish we had the footage. Oh, for sure. There were a, a several sure. moments where I was like, oh, fuck, if only. Uh, but that scene, just to see... Number one, to see a set... That was specifically designed to be torn apart. We know how janky looking the sets yep. look when we want them to look nice. Mm-hmm. Like how Imagine did this one look? How this set must have the buttons just... like all the way up over here, a jar like super. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, like held together Lights with like straws out, you know? and yeah. tape and just like hanging together. You know, mm-hmm. spit in a prayer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But to watch these actors to just fuck everything up. Yeah, that would have been great. I would have, yeah. I hope that at some point it would be real yeah. nice if that got found. I also feel like this would have been the episode to watch, um, to, to not have lost, because the moments that we could see some of the actual film, yeah. those are beautiful glimmers of yeah. what it would actually was. So I, I really I really hope that they remake this at some yeah. point. It, this would be a good one yeah. to remake. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. No, she was she was she was, she was fun. Yeah, was fun. I liked her. Yeah, she was good. I, I really just appreciate her leaning into her herself. Yeah. Being herself, mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. Unapologetically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do you give her? I would say she's an eight point five. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Th- th- I really like the story and I really feel like each of the each of our companions played their part very well. 
I did too. Uh, they mm-hmm. all got moments of the plot. They all got character development. It was a good all rounder yeah. for them. Yeah. I liked them a I lot. Agree. I agree. I gave her an eight. Nice. So yeah, nice. I definitely agree. I liked her quite a bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, a lot of fun mm-hmm, this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is going to bring us to the baddies. Yeah. Who are the baddies? The baddies. Well, Exal could fucking Eg- Exital, whatever his name was. <laughs> he could fucking shove all the dicks in his mouth because he was such an ass. Yeah. Like he re- he was so he was such a defender of the status quo, even if that meant killing other human beings. Yeah. You know, that... And I don't really... I never really got to understand why it was this particular group of people that were the ones picked to be the victims of the energy vampires, essentially. Like, I, I didn't really it's understand what the city what people the, and the country people. Which is, like... It's just, it's it's um it's going classically into just xenophobia and otherism. Yeah, because I was just like maybe it was just so basic. I was just like I don't really no. It's that basic. Get, yeah, ugh, yeah. Okay. It's pretty much that basic. Well, um, yeah. I yeah I I think Wait, that Adam Exal I think is his name. Huh? Oh, who? Exorce. Ex- Exorce. Oh, you want the bad guy to just be one of the soldiers. I, I, well, him in particular, okay. he's the guard. He's yeah. the main guard. He's the guard that got captured by the savages and then went back the and end. was like, hey, this is where they are. This is what they're doing. He's the one that got captured by the... Okay, yeah. Yeah. Him, him. Him because... No, Edal is the head guard. He, he, I think, is the main baddie because even with Jano, for example, he, uh, Edal and the elders... Are the baddies. Well, me. the elders are the ho- that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Jano is the head group. of the elders. Yeah. But Jano, I'm not going to count as part of that group because he turned around at the end. But that's not... But, but this is the baddies for, for me. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But mm, under not his own will. Yeah. Under not his own will. But at the end of the day, that consciousness is not part of him. Sure. So sure. like he still wasn't... Even even in this is a, like the trope in the Star Wars, right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. The good versus evil, yeah. like the light and the darkness part. His his darkness didn't win over this over the light. Even if the light was the Doctor's subconscious, mm-hmm. it's still at the end of the day manifested within his body. So I can't sure. necessarily say. So you so because of where he ended. Yeah, I can't necessarily even say if that he, he like even if he was an active part in setting up this whole thing. Yeah, like his voice is mute at, at this point. So like mm. this new Jano is the Jano that's the one that you're scoring that I'm scoring. Yeah, yeah. because I, I don't think it would necessarily be fair. Like if we're breaking it up into like the two different Janos, like pre sucking the Doctor's consciousness. I don't know not. that him being apologetic and like stopping it like necessarily makes up for all of the people that he pretty much killed. I think it. I think it. He has redemption because at the end of the day, he didn't end up supporting it. Not like the but captain. But he did it for a real long not time. Not like the elders. I think that he, the elders are more of baddies than he is. But he would have if he hadn't gotten somebody else's total subconscious implanted in his body. And he's the person that like started all this and did all of this and like was the mm-hmm. leader of all this for so long. So I don't think that personally. I don't know if I can 
I didn't know going if going into this how it was going to feel about mm-hmm. like who because I have a bunch of options. But mm-hmm. hearing you say that like I you don't want him to be included in it makes me feel like he kind of has to be because he has to be held accountable for all of the people he killed. I mean, yeah, he can has to be held accountable, but like we're not giving him a punishment. So like I don't feel like I have like sure. his redemption story for me I think is the better part of like when I'm when I'm thinking like of baddies baddies, I think the people that still at the end of the day were trying to protect it or were trying to like keep up with what the status quo was in terms of the gradients, I think that they're the worst. But he would have if left to hit, if not had a real, like not even just like a conversation that like he was, his like whole body was like taken over. Yeah. And you, you know? can, and you can, you can equate Which isn't that to real... what some people say a religious experience or an event that changes someone's life. Yeah. But I'm still going to say that they were an asshole and were the bad guy for the story because the story wouldn't have happened if they hadn't been this horrible person. Mm-hmm. Like all of what we were seeing at the beginning was Jano basically being like, no, but I'm, I'm the good guy. I'm doing all the good things, like having mm-hmm. no clue. Mm-hmm. And all of the people around him were following his lead. And mm-hmm. so all of a sudden when he turned, they didn't, there wasn't like any kind of space for any, no one had a conversation with them. Nobody had anything. They were just like, oh, he's gone crazy. Cause all of a sudden he's completely opposite from this paradise that they've given us Mm -hmm. and they bought in so they were all brainwashed by him Mm -hmm. so i feel like i can't blame them Mm -hmm. especially this not especially but like including the soldiers because they were all brainwashed by the system that he created Mm -hmm. so just because he has a change of heart at the end doesn't mean for me that he's not the bad guy because he's responsible for it all Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I did find impressive about our actor that was willing to be in blackface mm-hmm. was he did a really good job at channeling Hartnell. Yeah, he really did. I was very impressed. The switch very up of the way that he even spoke. Again, don't I wish we had footage because yeah. if he was able to do that vocally I so well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And just to think that like Hartnell was like in the room. Right. Like, you just have to wonder this. how he would have taken. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I really enjoyed that because he had just the whiny Mm -hmm. aspect of his annoying grandpa voice. enough, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was a bold move, man. And he was very good at it. Very good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very good. Very good. So props to him. I concur. Props to him for that one thing in particular. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I agree. Because he agreed to put on blackface. Yeah. But but his acting is phenomenal. His acting is on point. Really makes me wish that he hadn't done that. He really didn't have to do it because there's no reason. I would have so much of a better feeling about him. It didn't add anything. Nothing. Not not like it should add anything. No. It can't. It literally can't. It's just it's concentrated melanin. You don't have it. You don't need it. So you're gonna give it to the captain of the guard Mm -hmm. because because they didn't they didn't they kept trying to protect it. Okay. At the end. Okay, so what do you want to give the captain of the guard? Mm, I would say maybe a seven. Mm-hmm. Because, like, in the scale of baddies are not the worst, mm-hmm. you know, but they're definitely not the best. So they write, like, seven. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to necessarily give our bad guy, the uh, Jano, a hugely high score either because they don't exist mm-hmm. in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. Everybody else does have to be there. Mm-hmm. 
to create the environment, the yes environment and buy into it. So everybody's got to be buying into what he's selling Mm -hmm. and they have to make that decision to go for that as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, I agree. And so I'll probably, I, I was thinking kind of like a seven and a half because mm-hmm. they are real scary. But once you like split them up into everybody, it's like it dilutes not, out. Yeah, exactly. There's not one guy that's like mm-hmm. It's super, not like the Daleks. Right. Like all of them are murderers. Yeah. Like honestly, like my second choice would be actually mm-hmm. the other guy that's up there for me is the actual scientist. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, because for sure. he's the one that Captain of the Garden might have bought in. But the scientist knows exactly what he's fucking doing. Yep. This is kind of that whole thing really in the scientist and capitalist guy. Mm -hmm. You know, he didn't know what he was doing up until the end and someone got murdered and then he turned into a bad guy. Mm -hmm. This guy's been a bad guy from the beginning. Oh, yeah, because he knows. He knows exactly what what they're doing. doing. This Mm -hmm. is a every, nothing is greater than scientific advancement. Yeah. And I don't think he could ever even say that these are ethical just because he He sucks them dry until almost the point of oblivion, but they don't die. No, and he doesn't care. No, not at all. Even like when, and we, that's evident when he was talking about the doctor yeah. and like how he was like, Jenna was like, no, but do it. And he's like, but, but, okay. I think maybe that's why I can't give Jane, I'm going to switch it over to the scientist. Mm-hmm. It's why I can't give Jano super high because yeah, Jano, because Jano clearly is part of the people saying, I mean, but don't kill them. Yeah. We're going to do all this horrible shit, but we're going to assuage our guilt by not killing, not them. killing them. And the yeah. scientist is like, the only reason I'm going to agree to this is because then I can reharvest them later. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's really still in his self-interest and all of that. So I'm switching over to the scientist and he's scary as fuck. So I'm going to give him a nine. Yeah, I think I'm going to switch over to the scientist as well. Um, yeah, I think a nine's up there too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the scientist was scary. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of forgot about him almost, but then... Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, every every minute he, of he it. He gave me very much scientist of the Holocaust vibes. Uh, I wrote several yeah. times in my notes, Nazi very scientists. Very much that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The doctor even compares him to Daleks, and mm-hmm. Daleks are Nazis. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely, yeah. I'm glad yeah. we came to that. Cause, yeah, to that realization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I totally definitely forgot scientist. about him. Definitely the scientist. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nines all around. What an asshole. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to lead us into the story score. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We both said earlier that we liked the story. Yeah. Any further comments on different aspects of it? Things that you liked in particular? Um. Well, I, you know, I didn't particularly like the the, the framing of savages and ju- just yeah. like the use, not even just against like a particular group of people, but just the use of savages to describe human beings. I'm particularly bothered by the words savages and civilized. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just very off putting, mm-hmm. you know, because it's under you know civilized to who, savages to what, right. you know, like, right. everyone can be savages as we saw yeah. here. You yeah. know, everyone has the capacity to be savages. Yeah. Savages in the sense of like maybe you're not as advanced, your society is as an advanced right. as someone else, and other people deem you that way. Yeah. Or because of whatever other reason. Right. right. Usually um, racism. Yeah. Usually. Usually. Um, so I appreciated the like the juxtaposition and turning mm-hmm. it on its head of like the word savages mm-hmm. and really just. I don't know if they did this on purpose or if it's just because that's just how they wanted to refer to them. But like, I think just the constantly calling them savages and it in the moments where 
the people from the city were doing some of the most horrendous things Mm -hmm. and still calling them savages, you know? I think that was, to me, very... um, I liked that they drove that point and really just turned everything on its head in that sense. It gave everything a double meaning. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's why I say that this one was a lot more heady Mm -hmm. because this one really had a play on morality, but it didn't Mm -hmm. really just slap you in the face with it. It Mm -hmm. was more like, let me just show you how this plays Mm -hmm. out, you Mm -hmm. know? So I appreciated that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, I, I like a good, it's not a morality play. It's a play with morals. Mm-hmm. And I like the subtle difference in mm-hmm. the two. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I was really, I, I've always been real, I always get real pressed about the word civilized um, because it's always, I've, I've hardly ever encountered it when someone's using it seriously without a conversation about the word mm-hmm. that hasn't been racist, mm-hmm. um, in terms of like studying history. Like it's just, mm-hmm. it's always bothersome mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. And I really will always immediately start taking anything written by a person who uses it seriously with like yeah buckets of salt, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. because you don't have a clear view of, oh, yeah. Uh, of how important words can be. Mm-hmm. And if we're going to talk about history, you got to have a clear view about mm-hmm. how important words can mm-hmm. be. Otherwise you're mm-hmm. missing the point. Mm-hmm. I also love the trope of a Faustian bargain. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of my favorite. I'm going to get something really great by selling my soul. Mm-hmm. And what is the price of a soul? Mm-hmm. And indeed what is the soul like what mm-hmm. what are they having to take from you to be able to yeah. get this mm-hmm. um, i always think that that's really interesting because it shows a lot of the depth of um public perception and what was seen as important in the media at that time that the particular bargain bargain was struck by the writers mm-hmm. um, so i've always been interested in that i love i love the trope yeah um, anytime i like the light guns they were yeah. fun. They were a good, I'm not going to kill you. I would have liked to see them in action, though. Uh, yeah. I, again, yeah. so many mm-hmm. things in this one. I wish we had mm-hmm. the footage. Because I almost feel like in action, it kind of looked a little cheap. Because I almost oh, feel like it's a, a flashlight and like a paper it, cone uh, or something. That's 100% <laughs> what it is, though. But I would have appreciated seeing it, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I Oh, 100%. I would, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. I liked that it was non-invasive i like that it doesn't hurt them you know the worst it can do is like knock you out for quite a bit yeah i think it's a really and it's something that i don't necessarily see a lot in science fiction is something like that kind of a light gun that traps you in the light beam and you know and it's so it's it's nice like secretly magnetic you know yeah Mm -hmm. you know everybody use stun guns and that's fine i like a good stun gun Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but like you know so it's a nice alternative to a stun gun yeah yeah, I said that was a lovely bit of sci-fi. It's a lovely bit of sci-fi. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, I do, add for a moment of where I wish we had the footage, mm-hmm. when Steven traps the guard in his light gun yeah. with the mirror. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I would have loved so to see So guard that. has yeah. the gun. You've got the gun. I've got the mirror. Mm-hmm. It's reflecting off my little mirror to trap you in the light. But somehow, mm-hmm. the guard hands the gun to Steven. Mm-hmm. So that Steven has the gun. And we have the audio footage of all of our non-city people mm-hmm. saying, oh, good, look, the guy's got the gun. That's fine. Everything's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. He's trapped. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are the physics of him handing? How did we keep him in the light beam when we were handing that gun know. over? 
That was that the whole time I couldn't even pay attention to what was happening because I was like, how did he keep the light? If you're going to hand me the gun, how do we exchange it to the sense yeah. where, yeah, where you true. stay in the light? Yeah. I that I want to see how they filmed that. I just want to see how they yeah. did we pan away and then come back. Like how did we film that so that, that yeah. we don't have to see a very awkward exchange of, oh, for uh, sure. of a weapon. For sure. I also liked our guy Tor that came in at the end and had been negative Nancy the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then all, and then starts declaring them a god. Yeah. Which I thought was a sudden. wonderful commentary mm-hmm. on no, let's say seventy-five percent of humanity. Yeah, of what's sure. villainized them until, until all of a sudden they're there's gods. something magical, and yeah. then we'll cancel them the second we don't like them. Right? You know, mm-hmm. it's that d- duality of the extremes. Mm-hmm. 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 Now, one of the notes that I made about halfway through is I said, "Fuck, I can't decide." And this is when I still thought that uh, Jaina was going to be our bad guy, right? Mm-hmm. Fuck, I can't decide if our bad guys are in brown face. And the writer still managed to make this racist. Ah. And when I got into Sandifer, mm-hmm. she's the only book I read mm-hmm. out of everything else I read mm-hmm. that brought up the fact that he was in brownface. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna, he say, was I was gonna wait to see what happened because I was like, this is right. He looks a little looks, brown. Yeah, I was like, this is really either they're orange because I could see how he's, that's orange. He's you know? got on not his own skin tone mm-hmm, mm-hmm, makeup. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have not always agreed with what Sandifer wrote writes mm-hmm. about different stories. Like I don't necessarily she thinks some are good and I don't. I disagree. Yeah. This is one of the very few times that I really take umbrage with mm-hmm. um, her, one of her comments, mm-hmm. and so I felt like you would be interested. Yeah. Considering that it's about blackface. Yeah. She says, Jano was in blackface, mm-hmm. but it's not American style blackface. So. So that's why you kept the menstrual shows on for 20 years after everything. Well, that's, <laughs> Ameri- big that's American style blackface. Mm-hmm. So she's trying to draw the difference between American style, like menstrual blackface mm-hmm. and just wearing a darker skin tone like fashion like fashion did in the night like in the 90s and 2000 like tyra did on yeah because that's not the same thing as menstrual blackface mm-hmm. you see what i'm saying like okay you, the, maybe I the exaggerated features is it's the exaggerated features that. and the yeah. performance quality gotcha. of it i think is what because to me it's all blackface yeah it's all I the think, fucking same to right. me think that's the line she's trying to draw mm-hmm. which is not like a good stance like you shouldn't we shouldn't be trying to i can see where you're coming from but i don't agree but we're not <laughs> and i can see that if we're talking about if the conversation is literally about blackface where saying that there are different types of blackface mm-hmm. is a conversation to be had yeah. but when we're trying to talk about the fact that was the dude in blackface and are we going to excuse it there's no excuse for blackface yeah it's like saying like oh he didn't say the n-word with an er right he said it's it with a, an a it feels very that so it's but yeah it's the same fucking thing at the end of the day so they yeah, should not especially because she especially because she follows it up with the worst thing about essentially the worst thing and i wish i had the book in front of me so i could just quote it the worst that came of the type of blackface that he was doing is it just kept minority actors out of a job. When the depiction, the of- depiction of what this character was yeah. as the only 
person of color in the entire cast, which, right. you know, in blackface. And to show that, number one, he's the leader of the bad guys. Mm-hmm. And that it takes an old white man's soul right. to make him see reason. Right. Like, there's more implications than just keeping minorities out of work. Right. I agree. The end. Yeah. Yeah. I was really shocked. Number one, that nobody else wrote about the Picked fact up on that it, yeah. he was kind of in blackface. Yeah. And I kept thinking about that, but to be honest, it kind of went to the back of my mind because well, was and it was everything so, else. It was just so subtle. And it was and it was subtle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It wasn't what as and and maybe this is what Sanifer was trying to say. Mm-hmm. In our perception of blackface, there is it is yeah, definitely looked different, off. but it def- it looked you like know? his makeup was off. Yeah, it reminded me of how if you didn't know what the actor looked like, that you wouldn't necessarily know that Mavic Chen mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. in yellow face. Mm-hmm. And I thought maybe that's what they were doing again, mm-hmm. but it was just it was, but it was definitely off and yeah. not necessary and yeah. pointless. There was no reason. There was no reason. Not at all. Yeah. So I I thought that was fascinating and then it was Mm -hmm. interesting because she went on to talk about how like science fiction in and of itself is inherently political and that you can't remove the politics of science fiction just by the conceit of what science fiction is Mm -hmm. and for her to go into that kind of a conversation which is the more of what i expect from her Mm -hmm. right after talking about how you know it's okay because it wasn't american style black is it is it maybe just like a a a a part of science fiction. And this is generalizing, of course, but I'm starting to think this because this is the second time I've heard of someone in science fiction, even though something is blatantly, not blatantly racial, but can definitely be interpreted as mm-hmm. being something racial, mm-hmm. is minimized or the person who is interpreting it or reading it fails to recognize it or fails to want to see it. Because it's science fiction, right? That doesn't happen here. Or because it's just like, it's fantasy. I don't know. I think the issue is that historically and popularly in the popular zeitgeist of science fiction, it's real white. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so white people profiting from the system either don't have to deal with it so they don't acknowledge that it exists or live in such an isolated bubble that they don't know Mm -hmm. Um, and or don't want to acknowledge or, you know, the whole gambit of reasons. It's why I think that science fiction is an, is one of those spectrums that really does need to be broken into Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because it's such a creative space. Mm -hmm. There's Mm -hmm. so many ideas that come out of this, you know, Mm -hmm. there's, you can't you, there's no arguing that science uh, science fiction has completely predicted the world that we live in today mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know watch an episode of classic star trek everything in it looks like shitty 1960s science yeah. fiction mm-hmm. but showing a 2022 kind of a, a world just yeah. in space yeah. and it's really shitty that it is not more diverse and still has such fantasy as well Fantasy has this problem as well. It has a huge sexism and racism population, a racist population. Like it's just, it's absolutely terrible in a it's lot of part ways. part of it, yeah. And not, and I would never sit here and say, oh, this is just what we have to deal with. But what I will say is this is what we are going to deal with. Mm-hmm. And part of why I wanted to do this was because so much of the conversation is had by white men. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
And if it's not being had by white men, a lot of it is white women. And that's a small group. It's growing bigger and that's great, but there are also, it should be accessible to everybody because there are accessible stories, even if they're written by white people. For sure. And so I'm excited to go down through and, you know, continue breaking down these stories. But yeah, that's, that is unfortunately Mm -hmm. a huge part of what we're going to see. And and I fucking think it was Sandifer, again, last story, where she said, civil rights ha- movement's happening in America. This isn't okay. Mm-hmm. Nobody thinks this is okay. Yeah. Everybody knows this is wrong. This isn't like we can just say, oh, well, it's the 1880s. People didn't know better. People did know better in the 1880s. Oh, for sure. There was a whole half country that fought against, like, like people knew better. So. Definitely. It's definitely a stain on this story for me. But... I think that it's interesting because it's so uncommented on that it also makes it interesting for the story because it makes it gives it something to talk about in context mm-hmm. and it makes the story interesting academically, even if it really has no point in the story plot wise. Mm-hmm. So now that I've disclosed that it's racist as fuck, mm-hmm. just like several of them this yeah. uh, season, what do you... What do you think about it? What do you give it? Well, I'm going to give it a 6.5. And the only reason it's not a 7 is because of the hint of racism. But besides that, I really did like this one. And not just because of like the morality of the story, mm-hmm. but just the characters mm-hmm. and ev- everything, I think, kind of worked except for, you know, the blackface. But. Yeah. Yeah, I gave it a 7.5. I really liked it. And I'm giving it a 7.5 and we're in reconstruction phase. Like, I think that I would love it. If we can animate it and not put our main character in blackface. Yeah. I I really do. I thought it was an interesting ending for Steven. Mm -hmm. I thought that Dodo got to show out. Mm -hmm. The doctor got to be real smart as Mm -hmm. fuck. He got to be real rude to Mm -hmm. everybody. Mm -hmm. My Mm -hmm. favorite combination. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I wish that we didn't have somebody in blackface, but it is part of watching shit from a different era that people made poor decisions and this was a poor decision. Um, So it brought it down probably about two whole points probably. Um, And I look forward to a reconstruction. Me too. With no blackface. I really do. No blackface. Don't do blackface. Please please leave it up. There's no need. Your skin is lovely. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So none of that really fucking matters except for the blackface part. Don't do blackface. Yeah. That part's important. None of the rest of it truly matters, though, because the only thing that truly matters in this world is to not be racist and if the story is neat or not. Yeah, you know, I don't... I, For me, it's going to be neat except for the blackface part. I almost don't want to make it neat because of that part, but I also think that this story has, in terms of the character development, character interaction, morality... Uh, Everything else, every other element is, I think, worth watching. And as a as a person who's going into classic Who, I think mm-hmm. this is definitely... Well, also, it's the Goodbye Steven episode. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's kind of... You have to. Mm. Kind of have to watch it. Um, yeah. Not a fan of the blackface. And it's not yeah. neat because of that. Um, no, definitely not. Everything but. So my score yeah. is going to have a little asterisk to it. Yeah. I said yes. I knew it was yes while I was watching it. And I was going to be like, how am I ever going to fight Jen if she doesn't agree with this? And I even say, once I really was coming to terms with the blackface, Mm -hmm. uh, 
I was wondering if that was going to keep me from making it neat. Mm -hmm. But I think that choices like that, I don't want to negate a neat score because it doesn't actually do anything to the story. Mm -hmm. Um, It definitely does a lot about social context and what my audiences were getting from it, but it doesn't actually change the story because (laughs) color your skin has nothing to do with anything other than the color of your skin. Right. And so many of the 60s stories do have such heavy racist undertones and overtones. And I think that too, it's kind of like when the Disney vault is like, we're not going to show this because it's racist. Mm -hmm. By not showing it, it, it shows us, it undercuts the growth that's already happened and lets us, prevents us from being able to grow more Mm -hmm. because we're not able to cringe at what we've already created mm-hmm. what we created you know so and that what our parents enjoyed so right. to be able right. to know that that was okay and that it's not okay and to have that conversation mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i think is is more valuable than saying let's just ignore it. ignore it yeah um yeah. so i don't want to put anything in because it's racist obviously mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but i also don't want to cut anything out that is that institutionalized racism that existed everywhere and that people were really dealing with during this time period that we don't see as much anymore because the nature of racism has changed Mm -hmm. and we don't want it to go back there. So we need to be, we need to continue talking about it because if we're going to talk about the racism we have now, it's just going to shift back to that exactly because no one's talking about it because we're hiding it. So I think it's an, it's an interesting episode for that. And it's definitely a neat for me. Mm -hmm. So, neats all around. Neats all around. Yeah. We haven't had a neat story in a minute. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I really like this one. Yeah, I did too. I, I did, did too. too. I look forward yeah. to the reconstruction. Uh, so, that's going to be it for this week. Yeah. We have finished up. We have one more epi- full episode left of this yeah. season. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. And then it's the reunion. No, yeah. it's the season wrap up. <laughs> and the reunion. <laughs> 10 years. <laughs> yeah. So, next week. We'll do our all-around goodbye Steven episode. Yeah. And then it's the last episode of season three, baby. Yeah. And then we get to try out our new little gifts. Yeah. We have, uh, not that y'all will hear it, but you'll hear about it. And right. if you follow us on Instagram, you'll see him there. You'll see him there. Uh, so check you later, folks. Bye. Bye. Hey y'all, it's Diana. Thank you so much for listening to the end of the episode. If you want to catch us for another dram, subscribe to get Doctor Who on the Rocks as soon as it's released. And if you think we're neat, please rate and review on iTunes. It really helps us out a lot. You can also check us out at on the rocks pod, all underscored, on Instagram. Or if you have comments or concerns or even better whiskey recommendations, please send them to mediaontherockspod at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. It really means a lot to us. We look forward to seeing y'all again in two weeks for the next episode and another glass of whiskey. See you next time.